So, it is day one of what's going to be, I think it's an eight week course of singing classes with now Shakespeare at, at Zaro and the final culmination of all of this wonderful vocal mastery um, is going to be heard at the Primavera which is like the opening of all the opening parties really um, so it starts with that Zaro sort of throwing a little soiree even though they're open all year round now um, Ibiza's very own five-star agriturismo um, spa hotel which is just stunning beautiful so yeah the choir will be up on stage for that um, the thing that fascinates me most about this choir is that I've spoken to about three people today about their reasons for attending this and it's, it's to sort of raise their vibration really there's a lot of people suffering quite a lot of anxiety and depression I don't know if that's just a winter thing in Ibiza or just a general life thing as it is for a lot of people including me um, sometimes um, which is precisely why I'm quite passionate about making this podcast is you know we all need to find ways in life to reset when things drag us down um, anyway I've got to go because I'm literally walking down the final pathway into the class recording this but um, I'm going to record a little bit more when I come out of here and let you know how it was. I can see 18 women all ready to start their uh, vocal Five, scales. Four, one, three, two, one. It's quite a good one, isn't it? The voice is really good. It's a little black. Can we get to the seven? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm going to take it up a little bit more as well. So we're just going to try and expand our range nice and slowly there also. So now we're here. One. So to the seven. Two, three, four. One, one, two, one. One, two, three, two, one. My name's Bethany Taylor. I'm not working at the moment, but I'm a singer. Um, I live in London and Ibiza. I love it. And what's your reason for doing the uh, Ibiza Choir? Uh, to learn more about harmonies. My name's Jo, I look after two kids, I live in Campanet and I want to join the choir to have fun. Hi, my name's Jennifer Thorogood, I am a property investor and landlord and I love singing, so that's why I'm in the choir. Hi, I'm Louisa, um, what do I do on the <laughs> Yeah, I work in events, my husband is a DJ and why did I want to join the choir? Because you get to meet new people, have a laugh and it's quite meditative. Hello. I'm Jill, and I joined a choir just because I love singing. And I don't do anything, I don't work on the island, I just enjoy my life. My name's Leslie, and I joined the choir because I love singing, and it was something lovely to do with my daughter. Hi, my name's Scarlett. I'm a yoga teacher and a masseuse, and um, I just love singing. And I love singing in, in, in groups, singing circles and everything, because singing highest the vibration. <laughs> Gets your heart open, so I love it. <laughs> um, I'm Louise, I live in um, between San Jose and San Antonio, um, I work remotely for an investment bank out here, and anything else you need? Why you want to be in the choir? Uh, just because it's fun, fun, something to do, gets me away from my keyboard. <laughs> my name's Catherine, I 
don't have a job yet. <laughs> um, looking, and I joined a choir because I'm new to the new to the islands, and I wanted to make friends and sing and have fun outside of the house. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes, my name is Belinda, and um, I help people to be happy and fulfilled. Uh, not just here on Ibiza, but actually everywhere in the world. And why do I want to be in the choir? Because you know what? I love singing. And it raises my vibration. And I think it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> you are brilliant. <laughs> well, I'm Johan Verveer. I own a furniture store in Ibiza town. And I'm in the choir to meet some new people. And um, it's nice to sing with each other, like boogie nights. <laughs> I'm Meryl, I'm 32 years old, I live and work on the island as an uh, event producer and I always wanted to join a choir but I've never gotten the chance to, so first time for anything. Okay, so my name is Jana and I teach yoga, English and Spanish and um, I'm here in the choir because I like singing, I sing at home, my daughter doesn't like it so I came here <laughs> to sing. Your daughter doesn't like it? No, she doesn't like me singing at home. You know, Why? Because it's, it's embarrassing. She doesn't like to see her mum dancing and singing. I don't know why. Okay, I'm Mariella. I like to be in the choir. That's it. Okay, perfect. That's it. <laughs> I'm Meryl. Um, I've lived on the island for seven years and I work at event production, both private and corporate events. And uh, I've always wanted to be in a choir, but I just never really got the chance to. And then Nell popped up. So, yeah. First time for anything. I How guess. are you finding it so far? I really like it. I think I'm horrible. I think I'm so tone deaf, but in with everybody combined, it sounds pretty good. It does. Yeah, yeah. It does. It's quite uplifting, isn't it? When yeah, everyone it starts singing together, it's amazing. It is. It's really nice. A good group feeling. Let's go. If you gave more than you took, life would be so good. Come on and try, now's the time, cause you're free. So, it is week two, just arriving at uh, the Ibiza Choir rehearsals at, at Zaro. I'm actually fasting, this is day two of my fast. I felt as flat as a pancake when I woke up this morning. Um, exhausted, a bit negative in the old mental department. Um, just feeling a bit out of sorts, as you might expect. Um, so I guess this will be the real litmus test, really, on whether singing can lift you up to the level that we all suspect um, and know that, you know, it's a real soul and heartwarming experience singing in groups. So um, I'm hoping I'm gonna leave here feeling even better than I do right now. Feel a little bit better than I did when I woke up this morning after a nice long walk along the sea. And um, yeah, I'm just about to go and meet all of these lovely ladies, 20 of them, I believe, that are all going to be singing in this choir um, for the next six weeks. The final performance being at the Primavera Festival as the spring um, launches. I'm actually not going to be here and I'll explain why um, when I'm catching up with Nell later on today. Um, why? But um, yeah, I'm going to be 
I'm going to be out of the country. So that's a bit of a shame that I'll be missing that. But such is life. We can't we can't uh, do everything sometimes. And um, the end goal is not necessarily um, the process I wanted to be part of. I just really wanted to come and sing every week um, and experience singing in groups, really. Singing in a big choir. And it's always been a passion of mine um, to be in a choir and to uh, just to use the power of the human voice, really, to kind of lift ourselves up um because it does really 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 work and um i think it's just a wonderful tool really to add into our repertoire of daily uh, reset mechanisms that we have at our fingertips really just singing in the car singing in the shower um singing anywhere really um, just really does make you feel really happy it's just that simple it's such a simple thing that we can do anytime anywhere and we often do um but yeah that's definitely one of the reasons i wanted to attend this uh, series of classes so yeah i'll keep you posted so we're here at the atzaro spa hotel which is a beautiful agro-turismo in the Campo near San Lorenzo and um, I'm really delighted to have and welcome today's guest on the show, uh, Nell Shakespeare, a very good friend of mine, someone I absolutely love dearly and someone that the island is Aww. also very fond of. Love you too darling and big love to everyone in Ibiza, yes. Hello, <laughs> happy to be on the show. You know we've just been singing um, in your singing club and this isn't the first um sort of series of these that you've done is it no well we've actually upgraded so this is the choir this time around last year I started with the singing club and we just have five I think the most we had was 13 but it was still a very powerful experience but there's been so many women that had had contacted me and wanted to do a choir I'm not a very gospel person as much as I'm quite spiritual but I really wanted to do something that was connected with Ibiza so yeah, so we're doing house classics and disco and party tunes and we have 20 people in the choir, which is, yeah, it's it's big operation. It's sounding good, you know, we're coming together. People are working together in little groups, making harmonies. It's, uh, it's a big thing for me. It's a big thing for them. It's very empowering. It's exciting. How are you feeling about having sort of created this choir, really? Because it is a little bit of a dream, isn't it, really, in a way? Yeah, yeah, I mean... I'm I'm not a qualified teacher. I, I had one singing lesson when I was maybe 10, 11, and she wanted me to sing Desiree. So <laughs> I never went back. And uh, I've always just learnt from myself, and I've always sang with other people, but not like this. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's I don't know, it's, it's, it's just great to connect everybody. And I, I, I did always used to say, when I, people would talk about, you know, war and... and and I would say, oh, I don't know. I just, I don't like borders. I just want to teach the world to sing, you know. And I always used to say it was a bit of a tagline of mine. Like, I just want to teach everyone to sing. And, and it's so nice to do something where there's no audition. Everyone can come. There's a place for you here. And it's sounding amazing, you know. Mm. It's passing even what I thought. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was, oh, you know, we're going to have too many people who are out of key. But it's right. You know, 95% of people can sing in key mm. and it's true it's very rare if you are tone deaf so sing well, away I, I have to disagree with you there but I have to say there's something <laughs> pretty incredible about when I arrived last week for the first session and I just you know when we started to do the scales at the start and literally I just had like that tingles 
all over my body kind of feeling when like you know everybody kind of groups together and there are some very talented voices in there there's no doubt I think in Ibiza it's hardly a shy and retiring crowd let's face it so yeah. the people that are here are people that want to sing they know they can sing and they do sound absolutely gorgeous when they're yes. all together in a group and there's something quite uplifting isn't there about that very whole much vibe so. and it's nice as well because even the, the really really good singers they're not you don't hear them sticking out that much it really does come together you know like a caterpillar's legs <laughs> what a beautiful <laughs> euphemism for life um so what got you into singing how did you start singing in Ibiza Oh, in Ibiza, well, I was very, very nervous when I first got here. I'd come out of a, a, re, a, a, a bit of an abusive relationship when I moved here, which is why I felt like I wanted to leave the country. And it wasn't enough for me to just move out of my ex's house. I really feel like I, I felt like I wanted to leave and not know anybody. I felt like everybody around me had seen us fighting and it was really, it wasn't a good... So anyway, me and my best friend, we came and we were here within two weeks, you know, but I couldn't sing in front of anybody, you know, and I think a lot of people find that quite unbelievable now. This is in 2009. And uh, I just got a job on the West End, PRing, getting people in. I was, you know, I was obviously drinking a lot and partying a lot and a bit all over the place. And But I, I used, because I used to make very little money, I had a few ways I would bet people certain things or just to make a little bit of extra money and one of them was to sing for a table and I'd be like oh I'm not bad you know group of six people who I've gotten sat down on a table for vodka red bulls and be like give you all a song if you want give me a euro each and it's just little things like that you know me and my best friend used to go to a bar called Hogan's which is a big rock bar and we joined the band after like 4am it took me a couple of months to even get on that stage and we'd be hammered <laughs> but we would get on that stage and and just do I used to sing The Clash or um like Bad Company some old rock classics and eventually because my best friend was a singer as well Jemima Gallio some of you may remember she doesn't live here anymore but um we used to get a bit of a following, like all the workers used to come and see us. And so the next year, they invited us to come and work there as the singers, which I was like completely blown away when I got that phone call. I just, I never thought that being a singer was even a job, you know. I just thought well, that's only for the very, very privileged, very, very talented, very, very beautiful, very, very exceptional, which I never would have put myself in that category. It was just something I would do in front of the mirror. And, you know, I used to work in retail. I just I wasn't even thinking about it. I used to, I used to sing everywhere, though, everywhere, all, all the time, everywhere, with my dog. When I was in the stock room, I used to work in, when I was in the, in the shop, I would sing all the way to the train station. I would make sure I'd take the longest route to get there, one earphone in, one out. And I didn't realise, but all that training is what set me up to be, you know, to, to sing how I can sing now. It's because I never, ever stopped. That's... You know, just keep keep doing it. Aretha taught me, and Etta, and, and so so many different genres as well. Because I, I love you know rock and indie, jazz, blues. I I love so many different styles. It was actually only getting here when I got into house music. So yeah, it's amazing that I'm here now, and that people you know all these professional you know uh, women are looking to me for for this singing advice and. You know, last week was the first one, and I was, I was a, a bit of a nervous wreck, but we got through it, and it was great, and everybody kind of took it off together, which was great. And this week, I feel like I'm on another plateau of like, whoa, you did that? Fair play, pat on the back, all right, it's going to be okay. And I've, I've been going through these stages every time. You know, I played 
I played in space last year, or the year before, the year before, 2016, with Ibiza House Orchestra. And when we were sound checking and it was in the in, in space itself, you know, such an expanse and knowing the people that were coming, it was for the IMS. So Pepe Rosello was going to be there, Carl Cox was going to be there, all these big names, Pete Tong and people having dinner, industry people. And I just completely went to bits. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. It's not, I'm not supposed to be here. What's all this about? Oh, my God, you know. And... Um, it was really nice, actually. So Dan Young, who was the, is the percussionist and a good friend of mine, his daughter was there, and she came and found me in the toilet, like in bits, crying my eyes out. And she was going, why are you crying now? You're one of the best singers on the island. Like, you can do it. And she, yeah, she was, she was amazing, you know. So all the time, I'm always setting myself up for something, and then I freak out, and then I do it anyway. And, you know, we reach a new plateau, and... I think, you know, when you're doing something that you love to do, we all get nervous because, of course, that's, you know, something that means so much to us. And and if you didn't get nervous, then you wouldn't maybe be as passionate about what it is that you're about to deliver. But there's, you know, a difference between having a freak out, being nervous to completely falling apart. And I think that, you know, obviously we've seen people like Amy Winehouse in the past completely lose the plot over that exact and very thing because there's something very terrifying about getting up on a stage and like, you know, giving yeah. giving it your all and being that person and knowing all eyes are on you. So it must be terrifying. I completely yeah. appreciate that. Having been through, you know, even just similar things about news reading and, and you know, when I first took that job up, I was absolutely petrified and used to have to go and have a little word with myself in the mirror before I went on air because I was just yeah. so, so scared to go live. And, you know, you do that all the time. So what are your sort of reset techniques, if you like, for kind of getting up there? Or what do you say to yourself before you go up there and do a massive gig like that? Well, I have I have a lot of playlists. So I have a positivity playlist, which is very, very powerful, uh, kind of earth, wind and fire. It's got, lo- it's got hours and hours of music. If anybody, if anybody feels like they really want these playlists, by the way, they are, I can totally share them. Just send me, send Jo a message. She'll ask me and I'll get them to you. Well, actually, if you send us a little email to just the good news, please at gmail.com. That's our email address on nice the show. Nice email. <laughs> so I also have a healing anxiety one and I might just force myself sometimes to sing around the house and be like, right, you've got a gig, you've got to put your makeup on, you've got to stop crying or whatever it is. And I'll make myself sing Golden by Jill Scott and be like, I'm taking my freedom. Be like, okay, you're doing it. And I'll have tears streaming down my face, but it does help. It does work. Red lipstick's also a good one. Mm. Um, I know that I need to get into meditation and things like that, but my, my mind is so quick. It's it can be very hard to slow down and not feel like I'm wasting time by sitting there. But it's, it's very, it's, it takes, it's, it's taking many years and I'm sort of honing techniques all the time. I just bought a diary yesterday and I'm sort of writing all the things that I'm grateful for every single day. And it sounds obvious. I'm sure people are going to look at me and think, well, what's wrong with you? You know, you've got, you've got a job that you're really passionate about. You live on a beautiful island. You just got engaged and, you know, all, all these lovely things, which... Yeah, it's true, and I'm really happy about them for sure. But I don't know, somebody like me, I still need. I still feel like I need to write it down. I give so much time to the bad things that happen, and the things that upset me, and then something good happens, and I can bear. I just sometimes I find myself just shunning it almost. I need to like give honor and respect that really, mm. really good thing that just happened, and relish in it. Mm. You know, and learn to, to, okay, 
that doesn't matter. This is what matters, you know. Love is what matters and togetherness and support, you know. I think my my mind personally just ends up playing tricks on me and I can think, oh, I'm on a small island. If I get something wrong, everyone's going to talk about it and everyone's going to know. And Well, actually, you can think about it in the different perspective and think, no, no, you're on a small island, which is great because everybody knows you and everybody respects you. But And everybody loves you. And you have to remember that because you can wake up on one of those days that we've just sort of maybe been alluding to, the way you are yeah. feeling a bit down or lost or disconnected. That's how all mm. of this begins, isn't it, from just not really... Yeah feeling like you are in your usual headspace or yeah. you're you know on the good days basically you're you're you know on fire and it's all going well and like everything's kind of tickety-boo but then you can wake up on these days where you do feel a little bit more on the black side of things and you're not yeah, really definitely feeling confident that's for sure that's one thing that goes out the window isn't it when you do wake up on one of those days and it's hard to fight to get that kind of feeling back. And of course, as a human being, we don't feel good every single day. We have to cultivate that through various techniques. No, of- and the good feelings would never would never be as good if we didn't have those bad feelings either. You know, you can't you can't make a rainbow without a little rain. This is true. But you do, you know, I guess singing for you is one of the transformational tools that you do yeah. use to to get back. Yeah. On the on the kind of on the good side. And nature as well, you know. We need to get out there and just realise that it's more productive to go out and have a walk for even half an hour and come back and look at it again and just calm down, reconnect, take your shoes off, feel the grass, you know. Mm. It's proven, it's yeah, especially for me as an earth sign. So how do you deal with those days, though, when, you know, like we just said, when you do wake up and you've got a big gig and you're just going to have to go out there and, and give it some and you're just not feeling like you, you're going to be able to? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just somehow do get through it. I, I'll, often I'll toy with the idea of, of cancelling or what if this happened? And, you know, it was funny because last week I was so nervous about starting the choir and then... I had a phone call to say, oh, well, we're putting you in the spa area, so actually we can't have you that quiet. You know, it's going to be too loud, so maybe we're going to have to cancel. And it was only then that I realised how much I really wanted to do it. And I was like, no, 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 we can't cancel. Is there any treatments? And it worked out it was fine because nobody wanted a massage that day. But it was, I don't know, there always seems to be something that comes up to make you go, really, though? Really? Do you really, do you really not want to do it? Because it's a really good opportunity and you just... You're just allowing yourself to be controlled by fear. Was it? There was a somebody, Ali told me a good acronym the other day for fear um, false evidence appearing real, which is, is a, an interesting one because a lot of the time you're just talking to yourself and none of it's not true, you know, and it's just, it's just a cruel opinion. So I don't know, it just, like I said, red lipstick helps. <laughs> red lipstick definitely helps. I'm going to go and find mine when I get home, actually, definitely. Um, I think we're all self-sabotages uh, or self-saboteurs, as it were. Um, and we all are afraid of achieving our wildest dreams. That's basically why we do these things to ourselves and why we go down the rabbit hole and we don't feel like we're going to be able to deliver the goods because, you know, you wouldn't have signed up a choir to be creating a performance um, at the Primavera Festival if you didn't think you could because you knew in that moment when it came up or this idea in your head that you proposed to the organiser of the festival that this could be something that you could manifest and, and, and cultivate and make happen because that's what you do and you are an amazing singer and you know you sing at 
you know loads of weddings over the summer and people pay you a lot of money for that because you are an amazing uh, performer and that's what you do and that's what you're good at but of course we all have these days where you just get so doubtful and unsure and insecure and there is an element of just kind of the not knowing how it's going to go that I guess puts yeah. the fear of God into us and making a fool of ourselves and all this other crap that goes on in our head about you know what people are going to think of us and yeah it's such a personal thing as well you know if I was to make a mistake then everybody knows that it's me you know it's not like oh you're behind the scenes or anything you know it's Nell Shakespeare and she's made a mistake you know but it's just remembering to be to be ourselves and that we're all human and we all make mistakes and and to own it to own those mistakes and learn from them and you know you can't be a success without failing occasionally and to be okay with that you know and you know when when I was first making notes for the choir I realized I was writing down all this stuff because I'm not I'm not technically knowledgeable you know I haven't done a course about the larynx and I just I just know how to sing and I know how it's supposed to feel and I've been teaching now for about four or five years not to this level but I ended up writing reams and reams and reams about like copying bits from the internet and drawing little diagrams and I haven't referred to them once you know because it's just better to be myself um and it's better for everyone to just be yourself because we're we can't we're irreplaceable I always say that the you know with the same thing with my yoga teaching like I went on all these fancy courses and spent thousands and thousands and thousands and of course they have stood me in good stead in terms of what I can deliver however you know all of these courses to train me how to structure a class when I've got a plan in place I freak out and I forget what the plan is and I dry up that's what I experienced in my first few years teaching and now I just say to myself the best plan is no plan because every time yeah. I have a plan, I freak out about the plan. But actually when I just do what I know I you know, can do, the fun element, you know, you're authentic, you're delivering exactly, yeah. the best of you and what you enjoy to create for other people as well as for yourself. So actually that is the best that you can give them because it's just, it's coming from the heart. Yeah, just be yourself and, and trust that these, everybody signed up to this to be, to be with you, to be led by you. But I think, you know... Also, I think some of the most successful business people in the world and, you know, lecturers and performers, people, um, no matter how good they are, no matter how talented they are, they don't believe in themselves. They always think that they're a fraud. You know, I've, I've read and I've listened to so many podcasts and, you know, read so many interviews with so many incredible people in this world that are yeah. at the top of their game and they still feel like a fraud like you know they wake up still thinking that people are going to find them out because actually deep down they think they're rubbish and this is just like obviously what drives them to the next level by you know wondering and waiting to fall off their perch and for people to get bored or sick of them it's this deep-seated belief that we are not good enough that's actually driving us forward sometimes that's a good thing to be a little bit nervous and a little bit doubtful but other times it can be deeply deeply debilitating and that is boring it's boring how do you continue to really engage with this sense of just being a bit more sure well I enlist the help of my friends very often such as yourself um who's an amazing tour was Lendoneer you know I've it's it's a tough one you you've got to have a word with yourself and then we we've all we all come with different bits of baggage and stuff you know I wasn't I wasn't super supported when I was younger you know I wasn't told I could sing you know it was news to me I thought everybody could sing I thought you know I wasn't 
I wasn't, you know, my mum didn't hear me and sort of parade me to the music classes and get me a scholarship or anything, you know. I mean, I, I did a very, very basic music course and it was a fluffer because the rest of my sort of work was quite academic and, you know, it was all about the grades, but I didn't really enjoy it. I tried loads of different instruments and they're just, it was all about the voice for me, but it's hard to, it's hard to express. Yeah, I think, I think there's, there's a lot of access to different ways to help you make you feel good around here when you have that self-doubt. I mean, in my apartment, I've got little cardboard cutouts and I write things on them. So, you know, when I'm on the toilet, when I might be having a little think to myself, I can see I've got it there. Are you worried? Is that worry actually going to solve anything? I've seen that. And I've got it in black and white. Mm. And I've got another one. um, Make something. You will feel better. We need to be told. I need to be told. I need to be told time and time again. And by yourself though because you have myself. all of these answers oh yeah I mean I, I could I could give somebody in the same position as me I could probably give her brilliant advice and maybe it'll work for her but it's it's a lot harder to well, give well it's it to working yourself. for you let me tell you <laughs> yeah well I mean the, the proof is in the pudding at the end of the day every year has gotten better and I should give myself a huge pat on the back because you know it's gone from getting that you know getting up on stage the first year and then the next year we're you know, we were a trio when we were playing for not very much money at all, you know, just playing around San Antonio the next year, you know, and then I start doing a couple of weddings, a couple of residencies. When I first got here, I was rubbish on the guitar, rubbish. I couldn't play, I couldn't play an F, which is like a really simple bar chord. I'd never had a guitar lesson either. Now I also teach the guitar, you know, it's just, just work and perseverance and going for your passion and going for what feels good and picking, you know, remembering to reset I mean I was I said it to myself just the other day I was like right I'm going to reset reset as many times as we need and all coming together you know so this choir today might have helped somebody reset their day you know this podcast whatever you need to do and however many times you need to keep doing it I mean it's we've survived everything else that's ever happened to us and we will survive again and everything is going to be fine Mm. It does feel like this is an island, though, that shines a light on those dark depths of uh, despair. I think that there does seem to be something about this island that does draw people. You wouldn't think that the way that Ibiza is portrayed in this, like, sunny sunshine. You know, isn't this, like, the glamorous, uh, you know, VIP life? Actually, you know, there are people here that kind of suffer from all kinds of different things that maybe you don't get to hear about as much. And that's why the wellness world here is such an important tool to for people to have at their fingertips and to delve into when the moment is right. But I think there is something about, obviously, the fact that there's a lot of parties here, there's a lot of drugs, there's a lot of drink, you know, there's a lot of temptation and a lot of fun to be had, yet you still got to do your day job. So mixing yeah. and matching those two things together can lead to quite a roller coaster. Yeah, there's some really interesting personalities that are very polarised and you'll have people, you know, really really energetic people that are up all night super creative super creative and then you'll see them the next time and they can they can barely string a sentence together because they're in despair you know I mean I think that's that's probably why I'm still here because I resonate so much with that I I don't I think my my personality is probably a bit too too crackers for the normal in inverted commas world if you are really creative if you've got that kind of slightly tortured artist kind of vibe to you but yeah, it works. It's it's an island of, of those people, for sure. I think it's an island that's also quite honest, because I've never encountered so many people here that do work in those kinds of industries that are owning up to feeling 
yeah, a little bit overwhelmed and yeah. perhaps out of the depth or, you know, out of control of their lives. And I've just, I've, you know, even just by making this podcast, I'm getting to listen to some unbelievable stories about people, you know, having to reset themselves on a daily basis because life here yeah. can throw up a few challenges and some people have the tools to deal with it and some people really don't but thank god they have all these other amazing people they can connect to to try and sort those issues yeah. out and that is what is keeping them here because if you go back to england you know if you say the word depression yeah they'll send you to the doctors they'll get your prescription and that's that's not my aim personally i've always it's just a matter of getting control over your mind I was going to say something before that. I don't think anyone's got control over their mind at the end of the day, but, you know, there are ways to we gradually try. get to grips with that and, you know, master a little bit of the mind because he's just a naughty child, or she is, at the end of the day. And it's, you know, how to rein that in, how to understand when it's just a thought and when there's emotion attached to that thought that makes it a feeling and differentiating between the two things. And I, we talked about this before a couple of days ago when I suggested you get the Headspace app and there's an anxiousness package on there, which is fascinating and it tells you how to note. So when you stop keeping your focus on the breath, you're supposed to note what's come up. Is it a thought? Is it a feeling? And how does a feeling become a feeling and how does a thought become a thought? And the more you track that process of these two things arising um, within your meditation, the more uh, aware you become outside of your meditation when emotion starts to arise and it attaches to a thought and that is when the anxiousness potentially could pop up. And it sounds really convoluted and ridiculous. It's actually a very simple technique. And I have, you know, I found it really very helpful personally because I've definitely suffered from anxiousness, mostly brought on by a, by a very large pot of coffee, I find. That <laughs> doesn't tend to help uh, my, my anxiousness. And I've spoken to a lot of other people as well. And they are saying the same thing. But, you know, ultimately those things can pop up when you least expect them. But when you can sort of see the signs when that situation is going to start to come into yeah. your life, you can put the brakes on it. It's really important to... To, yeah to to put those breaks and and it's like digging a hole and you'll be like well there's this and there's that and and I'm rubbish because of this and I'm a failure because of that and it's it just it gathers moss so quickly so it is really important to recognize that and go do you know what I'm starting to feel a little bit crazy <laughs> I'm starting to feel panicky just I need to go for a walk or I need to put a song on um there's a lovely song i would recommend off the top of my head four leaf clover by badly drawn boy is just such a beautiful song for that and it's yeah it's really really nice there's loads of them and they always work for me you know i, I find it really hard to be kind to myself when i've started putting myself down with my sort of dark voice it's it's really hard for me even to make myself a cup of herbal tea to think oh i'm gonna make this because it's you know valeriana and it's gonna calm me and I'm going to read this book I find it really hard to focus because this other voice is still going mah, 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 mah. and this is when I'm going to involve the headspace which is downloaded and I shall begin on it today um, but yeah the best thing for me is, is music and nature I would say and just those are your go-to reset tools yeah I think so you know I think so um, I always say there's two buttons in life, you know, the, the reset button and the fuck it button. What's your, been your kind of fuck it button in the past? Can you, what do you mean? Well, you can interpret that in any which way. I mean, for me, the reset button 
as you've just talked about, you know, is going for a walk, getting in nature, listening to a song that kind of resets you. But, you know, when you're in that absolute fuck it mode, like what, what do you go and sort of self-sabotage with or, oh, gosh. you know, in the blackest moments? Um, how bad has it got? Well, I used to self-harm when I was a teenager. Um, and it's, it's a really strange thing because, well, it hasn't occurred to me for a couple of years, but still since while I've been here it still does occur and I still do think maybe I'll do that it's a very very bizarre thing to do but um I mean yeah I know better than that now I've known better than that for about you know 15 years or something but uh when it's I don't know that's about as bad as it gets then for you to to have done that in the past but what about what about now (laughs) what's your go-to tool um, well, not tool, button. What's the go-to bucket button? Yeah, food and drink is, is it's an emotional thing. It is a fascinating process to watch the journey of what we do to ourselves as humans to just dumb ourselves down even further. Yeah, it's an absolute work in progress. We are being booted out, so we might have mm-hmm. to wrap this up now. But um, anyway, thank you so much for talking to us about all of your, uh, yeah, Thanks all of these subjects the close to our hearts. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. It's it's good to talk about. And um, yeah, everybody come along to Primavera because the choir are going to be performing. So now Shakespeare there, um, singer, songwriter, choir conductor, master of ceremonies. And it's just been such a beautiful experience to watch her in action uh, during the course of these rehearsals in the run-up to this Sunday's performance at Atzaro's, this part of the Primavera. So I really wish I could be there to uh, watch the girls on stage and uh, our honorary boy members, um, but sadly I won't be. So if you are around on the island this weekend, do pop in and check that out. And Nell's offering a free singing session for somebody who might want to raise their vibration and and check out what she has to offer. So uh, get in touch with us on Just The Good News, please, if you wish um, to take a free session with Nell. Um, I'm also giving away a space on my Reset Rebel retreat in May um, from the 5th to the 8th. I'm just a few weeks away now, really, six weeks, uh, until that unfolds. Um, So we'd love to have you on board if you want to come and take a reset. Maybe there's something going on in your life you just feel like you need to get away and take some time for yourself. Um, Maybe you can't afford it or it just feels a little bit unavailable to you right now. Um, And there's some other retreats, again, uh, as you've probably heard on our previous podcasts and Island Adventures available on our website, theresetrebel.com. So go check that out and um, see what other goodness is available um, for free in Ibiza, which is, um, yeah, just such a joy to be able to offer up these spaces um, between some of our amazing guests on the podcast that are going to be coming up over the coming weeks and months. So thanks for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at The Reset Rebel and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>